I'm sitting over there trying to sit on my hands a little bit. And, but I figured out something. You may not shout a lot, but Mrs. Carlson, when she plays the piano, her piano shouts. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? So it's just all in how you do it. Amen? But I, but I like that. Amen? First Timothy chapter 6 with me, if you would. Boy, I have been blessed already, amen? And uh, it's so good to be here. The last time I was here was in 2005, and uh, Brother Gipp was preaching in here, and Mrs. Gipp had the ladies off somewhere else. And afterwards, my wife and I met together, and I said, well, how'd it go for you? She said, well, she said, I just wanted to let you know that I surrendered to go with you wherever God calls you. And I said, well, that's good, because I just surrendered in here to go to Amazing Grace Baptist Church. <laughs> and so that was, that'll be 18 years ago, October the 2nd, coming up. And so God's been so good to us, amen, and I'm blessed to count your pastor as my friend. And he actually invested a lot in me when I was still a teenager and challenged me. And I'm not sure I did well with his challenges, but uh, I am thankful for them, amen. So it is good to be here and... Uh, it's, it's been a blessing just to sit and enjoy uh, talking with the preachers. And, you know, I'm glad to be in the fight. I'm looking forward to going home one day. Amen. I, listen, I got saved when I was five years old. So I've been in this thing my whole life. And I know church and I know church people. Amen. And I, I've seen how things go in church. And I'm Canadian, by the way. So I know how it works here, too. Amen. But uh, I'm looking forward to heaven. I am looking forward to heaven. But I'll tell you what, I am enjoying the ride there. Amen? I'm not enduring one moment of my Christian life. God has been so good to me. Amen? And uh, you'll learn I'm an emotional guy. I'm loud, obnoxious, and all those other things. But I enjoy the Lord. Amen? And I'm thankful for what God's done in my life. I'm thankful for my family, my wife. I have four boys, in fact, so I'm reaping fourfold what I sowed in my youth, amen? And uh, I believe that my uh, last child, Owen here, is 18, and my son Eric is 17, and then Rylan is 16, and Kaysen is four, or Rylan's 14, and Kaysen is four. And so I have a feeling I'm going to reap the most in the last of the <laughs> four. But I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, excitement it brings, because I like excitement, amen? I like staying busy, and I, this Christian life, for me, is just one rush to the next, amen? There's not too many lulls, amen? And I'm glad for that. And uh, just one verse here tonight, and uh, I hope that uh, something that I can say will be a blessing to you. I've enjoyed the preaching already. We went through a camp meeting just last week at our church, and so... I, I'm just soaking it all in, and it is such a blessing. You know how hard it is to get preachers to come up here. And so when you get them and you get to sit down and listen, boy, it is just such a blessing. Amen. I've enjoyed it. And uh, so 1 Timothy chapter 6, familiar verse here, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be here. Thank you for Owen being able to come. Lord, I thank you for this church, the pastor. Lord, most of all, I'm thankful for you. 
for my salvation, for the Word of God that has been my guide. Lord, and that anchor in my life all these years. Lord, I owe it all to you tonight, Lord. I pray that you'd receive some glory and some honor by what's said here tonight in my part, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say that this fight is a good fight. It's a good fight, amen. I mean, who doesn't like a good fight? Amen. I mean, we're in the true north, amen, where hockey's our sport. And it's our sport because it's the only one where you can drop the gloves and fight and it's okay. Amen. You do that in soccer. Just go ahead and try that in soccer. You know, in basketball, it's not well accepted. But I'll tell you, in hockey, when they drop the gloves and they fight, it's on. Amen. It's on. And I love that about our sport. Amen. I love that. But I love that about my Christianity. It's a fight. Amen. I'm going somewhere one day. Praise the Lord. I'm on the winning side. Amen. But I'm enjoying the fight. It is a good fight. Amen. Enjoy the fight. It's a good fight. We're called to be good soldiers, and the Lord's given us a good fight, amen, and you ought to good and well enjoy it, amen. Amen, it's a good fight. I'll tell you why it's a good fight. It's a good fight because it's fought under the best of generals. Amen. The captain of our salvation, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Uh, it is fought under the best commander in chief. Amen. Boy, I tell you, it would be hard for me if I was enlisted in the Canadian military to be proud of my commander in chief. Oh. But I'll tell you what, in this fight that we're in, it's a good fight because we have a good commander. Amen. We have a good God. Amen. I don't know about you, but he's been good to me. And I know, brother, you said uh, the northerners that made it down south and all that. But back home, when you say something like that, they say amen. And that means so be it. Amen. And it is so whether you say it or not, because he's good. Amen. He's a good God. We have a great commander. We fight under the best of generals. Amen. I want to be known as a fighter. Do you? I mean, I don't like to be steamrolled. I mean, we were out there playing soccer, and I remember a day, boy, I could have run with the best of them. And I, I, I am bitter against my son because I used to be him. <laughs> I used to be the player of the game and all that stuff, and now he gets it. <laughs> Amen. Man, I was, I was so competitive, amen. I wanted to win. I wanted to be the best, amen. I loved the fight, amen. And I, but I'll tell you what, we have a great commander-in-chief in this fight, amen. He's better than any of the others, amen. He's better than any of the others. It's not only a good fight because we have the best of generals, it's a good fight, amen, because it is fought with the best of weaponry, Amen. We have the best of weaponry. What other tool in any other fight can you use that is so quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and can even discern your thoughts and intents of your heart? Now, I like a good boxing match. I don't like to do it anymore, amen, but 
We bought these great big boxing gloves at our camp. I, they're this big around. And when you put your hand down inside of that thing, there's a big bar in there that you hold on to. And you give that to two teenage boys and you can be entertained for a long time. Amen. The parents just resented the concussions they went home with. So we've since retired those gloves uh, to, to, to a different time. Amen. But, but I, a good boxing match is good. You know, a good boxer is they're dancing around. They're not just dancing for fun. They're trying to discern the thoughts of the other fighter. Amen. And, and we have a tool here at our disposal, the perfect Word of God, infallible Word of God, amen, that can tell what you're thinking before you even think it. What other fight do you get a tool like that? Amen, I, I love to play hockey. We go, we buy a hockey stick, amen. And, and what used to cost $30 is $130. And that's for a cheap one. And you know what? It breaks. Now, my shot's not what it used to be, amen. I should not be able to break a $130 stick. Snap. There it goes. There's another. You know, got it. And now, when you get four boys that also want to play, that's $130 and $130. I'm not going to do the math. It wasn't my strong suit, amen. But praise God, this tool is unlike those tools. You can't break it. Amen. It's never wrong. It never misses the mark. It's a good fight. Amen. We're going to a good place when we die. Amen. But we're doing, we've got something good going on right now. Fight the good fight. He didn't say fight the fight good. He didn't say that. He said fight the good fight. The good describes the fight. It's a good fight. Amen. It's a good fight. Why? The best of generals. Why? It's fought with the best of weaponry. Amen. I'll tell you why else. It's fought with a promise of victory. I'm not on the losing side. Amen. I have victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a good fight. Man, if you went into every game you ever played or every fight that you had, and I don't know, maybe you've never fought before. Amen. But we can afterwards if you want to. Amen. But I don't, I don't know if you've ever fought before, but could you imagine going in? I, I've, I've seen times, amen, you look at your opponent and you're wondering, I don't know if I can whoop this guy anymore. Man, these two, where are the two guys that picked the soccer team? One's there. Where's the other one? Man, right there. These guys picked the soccer teams. And this guy here, he picked all the old fat guys. And this guy here picked all the young, fast guys. Fat guys, fast guys. Who do you think won? Amen. I took a look over on that side. I said, hey, hey, why don't we let somebody else pick this team here? Amen. I, man, we were destined to lose, Caleb. We were, we were destined to lose. Amen. We're not going to lose after church, amen? <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw that. I saw chub, chub, chub. But we put in a good fight. We put in a good, we didn't lose, they didn't blow us out, amen? My knees blown out, my hips blown out, but they, 
The score wasn't blown out. Amen. We put in a good fight. Amen. But could you imagine going out there, uh, all us chubs, amen, going out there with a promise of victory? God's given us a promise of victory. Amen. I've read the back of this book and we win. Amen. We have, a, we have a radio program over there, and it, it predates me, uh, Pastor Peter Karyopoulos. He got it started when he was in Digby, and he called it the winning side. I'm so glad I'm on the winning side. There's battles that I lose, amen, but when the victory's tallied up, I'm on the right side. Amen. That's a good fight. That's a good fight, amen? The Christian fight is a good fight uh, because it does good to the soul of the one who's fighting. Amen? I don't know if you've ever been in a fight, but if you've ever been in a fight, you never get in a fight without taking a lick. But you know what it does? It feels good. <laughs> I don't, if you've never been in one, I don't know how to describe that to you, amen. But if you've ever been in a fight and somebody popped you on, and you just shook your head and said, bring it on, sucker. <laughs> this is not impressing some people. <laughs> amen. And you just kind of shake your head and you come back to your senses and you say, oh boy, this is going to be good. Because you know very well you're going to get a lick. Amen. And you're going to give him that same feeling. Amen. It does good to the soul who's fighting. Amen. Well, that's why some of you fight with your wife. It makes you feel good. Why'd you say that? Well, at the time it felt good. <laughs> you know, all other fights, all other wars that you can fight in, amen, they have a bad, demoralizing tendency. Look at the whole world, how it shook up about the war over in the Ukraine. There's no good to come of that. If you're a Russian, there's no good. If you're a Ukrainian, there's no good. Amen? It calls out the worst in most people. But this Christian fight, amen, it is a good fight, and it does good to the soul who fights in it. <coughs> amen. And it makes those on the sidelines look like the losers they are. Amen. I'll tell you what, nobody who enjoys their Christian life wants to be on the sidelines. I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm not the best at any sport. But one thing I don't want to be is warming the bench. Amen. I may, but what I will lack in skill, amen, I will put on in effort. I do not want to be sitting, amen? And I don't understand any Christian who in this good fight that we have with the best of promises and the best of weaponry and the promised outcome would have any desire not to be involved in the fight. Amen? I'm glad to be in the fight. Man, we got talking before at supper time about the old preachers. Man, I could sit and listen to those stories all day long. I wish I had, I could chime in a little more. But the, I mean, these guys, they were around all those guys. And I'm thinking, man, what fighters they were. Amen. And, 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 I, and I get to be in that fight too. 
Hey, I'm not one of them. Amen. I, I, I don't want to be one of them. I am glad for them. And if I can take up that mantle and fight in that same name just a little bit, I'm so blessed. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. Amen. It does good for the soul that fights in it. The Christian warfare calls out the best in a Christian. Amen. You know, the most miserable Christian is the one not involved in the fight. Amen. It's the most miserable Christian. When you're involved in this fight that we're in as Christians, boy, it just, it just brings out the best in you. Amen. Just some of the conversations we've had this week. And you know, it is a, it is a struggle. It is a struggle to encourage young people to follow God and not be lured off by the pleasures that are in sin for just a season. It is a fight. It is tough. There's a lot of glitz and glamour out there to draw the attention of young people. And I'll I'll say even older people away from the things of God. Amen. But you know what? I'm enjoying the fight. I'm enjoying, we talk about, you know, churches going contemporary and putting up the bouncy ball and spreading out. I I don't know why you got to have five song leaders and all that stuff, amen. But you know what? I'm enjoying fighting it. I'm enjoying fighting it. Amen. It's kind of fun to be the one who's not. You know, if you're going to make it in this fight, you better just find some satisfaction in being an oddball. It took me a long time to learn that. Amen. In case you hadn't noticed, I'm not going to preach like Brother Ray. And I'm not going to preach like Brother Farley. I'm just going to be the fighter I am. That's all I know how to be. Amen. And they are, they're the fighters they are. And God needs all of us in the fight. It's a good fight to be in. Amen. It's good. Amen. It does good for the soul that fights. The Christian fight is a good fight because it does good for the world that it's fought in. You ever think about that? What good is a Christian in this world who's not fighting? You're useless. You're useless. Amen. You know those 1 Corinthians 11 uh, Christians, they stopped fighting the fight and they just started eating and drinking and being merry, all that. So what did God do? He took them out of the fight. Amen. I'm looking forward to the fight being over, but, you know, I am. And if I want the Lord to come back today, but I'm okay fighting. I'm okay fighting. You know, Canadians, you know us Canadians, we have some, we used to be fighters. You know, I have a series, a volume, four volumes sitting on my shelf at home. It was printed in 1890, and it is great Canadian men. Great men of Canadian history. And you know what you find out? They're either preachers or fighters. Preachers or soldiers. Preachers or warriors. <coughs> Amen. And you know what? That, that's what this Christian fight is. It's, it ought to be preachers and fighters. Preachers and warriors. Amen. 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 And you know what? It does good to this world. You know what does good to this world to see you out on that street corner holding that street sign? Even though they salute you with one finger and not five. You say, what is this? It's doing good for them. 
Amen. It's good for them. You know what's going to be good for them? We were sitting at a hockey game this past winter, and the brother from our church, he leaned over and elbowed me. He said, preacher, take a look around. And I looked around. There was about 11,000 people there. He said, you know what? In about a year, every single one of them is going to have received a gospel tract. And I looked over at him. I said, yeah, that's good. That is a, that's a good thing. And I thought, you know, they're not all going to appreciate that. Amen. You know what I'm anticipating? Some hate mail. Amen. I can't wait. Amen. It will not discourage me. Listen, the world is not going to love you when you fight for the right. When you fight for God. When you fight for the things of God. Do not expect to be loved by the world. That's why your commander in chief told you, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the fathers, not in him. (coughs) Amen. You know, this world system is so corrupt, folks. It's, I wrote this little thing down here in the, in the back of my Bible. Let me just give it to you real quick. I think it'll help you. This world system we're living in, amen, Galatians 1.4. Let's look at that, Galatians 1.4. This world system we're living in, the Bible says here in Galatians 1. And verse 4, and I'm, I'm sorry, the brother was so kind to wait for everybody to get there, and I have never done that, I don't think, once in my life, so please forgive me. <laughs> but the Bible says in, in, in Galatians 1 verse 4, who gave himself for our sin that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Make no mistake about it, friends. This world system is evil. It is evil. You know what evil is, right? It's evil. There's nothing good in it. There's nothing. I don't know why we keep looking for something good to find in this world. I don't know why we keep turning on that box in the living room to try and find something good. There's nothing good in it. I don't know why we turn that radio on in the car. There's nothing good on it. Amen. When you go on your Googles, amen, and you put something in this, there's just nothing good in it. There's not. It's evil. It's evil. Amen. You know what else it is? 2 Peter 3, verse 10. Skip over there. 2 Peter 3. This isn't even part of the message. It's just a little extras here. 2 Peter, chapter 3, and verse number 10. (coughs) The Bible says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. You know what else this world's uh, system is? It's perishable. It definitely has a best before date. (laughs) Amen. It's going to be over. Don't get attached to it, friends. It's dying. And I'll tell you right now, there's mold on the cheese. Amen. It's going bad fast. I mean, Brother Farley was really kind about what he said the education system's like. It's worse than litter pans. Amen. And I'll tell you what they're shooting for. They want a genderless society. They want... They want, the word is non-binary. They don't want anything binding. But I'm telling you something right now. This book is binding. Amen. And it has bound this world. Amen. And they will be judged by the words of this book. Because it's going to be opened one day. 
Truth is not subjective. And this world is on a due date with destruction. It's perishable. Amen. What else is it? 2 Timothy 4. 2 Timothy 4, verse number 3. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 4, verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You know what this world is? It's anti-God and anti-Bible. This world hates your God, and it certainly hates this book. Amen? They've turned it out of the education system. They've turned it out of the governmental system. They've turned it out of the judicial system. Amen? They don't want God's word to have any say in society whatsoever. It's anti-God and anti-Bible. Amen? Look at John 17, verse 9. It's amazing what sometimes Christians pray for. Look at what the Lord says here in John 17, verse 9. He said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. You know, it's not worth praying for. This world system's not worth praying for. I did not say souls are not worth praying for. I said this world's system is not worth praying for. The Lord said, I don't pray for it. Amen. It has a guaranteed destruction. It's not worth praying for. It's not wasting your time. Oh, Lord, uh, change the way this world's going. Oh, Lord, turn over the WEF. Oh, Lord, change it. It's not going to happen. You'd do a lot better off praying for souls to be saved and praying that we can dwell together in unity until Jesus comes. <coughs> Amen. It'd be a lot better time spent. Amen. If you went over to Luke 4 and 6 and 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, you'd find that this world system is controlled and operated by Satan. Amen. And the fight that we're fighting is good for the world. I wonder what in the world good you're doing. Are you fighting? Amen. You know, it's not just a preacher's fight to fight. Amen. It's your fight. And it's a good fight. It does good to the world around us. You know, there's no other war that does the world good. Amen. I, I don't take any sides in the war that's going on over there. But one thing I know, it's not doing people any good. There's no war in this world that does good except the Christian warfare. It does the world a lot of good. Amen. I believe we ought to fight. Amen. I'm not going to roll over. I'm not going to play dead. Amen. And I'll tell you one of the ways we can fight is right in here. Amen. We can fight the world by strengthening ourselves as strengthening the inner man and taking courage together. Amen. And go out there and fight. Amen. And I'll tell you why else the Christian fight is good. Because it ends in a glorious reward for all who fight it. Amen. There's a glorious reward. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearance. 
Amen. What a day, what a day, what a day that'll be. Amen. You know, I've been in a few fights before where I was looking for an end. <laughs> Lord, please bring this to a close. Amen. Boy, sometimes I get out there with the young guys. I still like to try and go with the young guys. And we, we play hockey at our church on Saturday early in the evening at 6 o'clock. And we get out there. With, you know, the idea was, you know, us old dads are going to get our sons out there and we're going to teach them how to play. And now, and now they're better than we are. And there's times when I say, Lord, I just wish this game would end. <laughs> I mean, I used to play, I used to play forward. You know, and then I, you know, I said, I'm not going to get any better at that. So I went out and bought some goalie equipment. I got in the net. And boy, there, I'll tell you, there's just some games I wish they'd end. I wish they'd be over. You know, your sons come by. or We got a brother in our church. He moved up from Alabama, never had a pair of skates on himself in his life. And he got out there. And in three years, his one goal was to score on the preacher. And the night he finally scored, I said, Lord, let this game be over. I knew my life as I knew it was done. I was never going to live that down. Amen. I'm looking forward to this fight being over. Amen. One day it'll be over. Amen. <laughs> it ends in a glorious reward. But you know, I've learned some Christians don't want to fight. I can't ever imagine not wanting to be involved in this fight. I mean, we've got Christians these days. I mean, we start with the very base. They don't read their Bibles. They don't pray. They can't be faithful to church. They want to drop the standards and convictions. Hey, you know why you guys ought to keep up the standards and convictions that your pastor has preached all these years? You know why? Because it's part of the fight. It's part of the fight. Sure, you, you can do it a different way. Uh, sure, I mean, look at the military. Hey, how many of you are a fan of our recent decision to allow our military men to cut their hair however they want, ink themselves up however they want, color their hair however they want, and do all that? Anybody a fan of that? Then why on earth would you want to drop the standard in church? This is a better fight with a better captain, amen, with a, with, a, with a better reason to fight. And now all of a sudden we got church full of people, they just want to drop the standards. I don't understand that. Amen. I don't understand that. You know some Christians I've noticed? Look with me at Proverbs 28 verse 1. Proverbs 28 verse 1. I, I am aware of the time. I'd just like to give you a couple thoughts here on this good fight. You know, it's a good fight. We have lots of reason to fight in it, but some just won't fight. You know, to be independent, Bible-believing, I mean, King James Baptist in this country, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight. There's not a lot of us left. <clears throat> I learned that with one email. There's not a whole lot of us left. Amen. But there are a few, praise God, and we better fight. We better fight, amen? I, listen, I want to have what we have here passed down to my children and my children's children. And you know God put priority in the Old Testament on passing down these precepts and these commandments and these things to future generations. And I'm telling you, if we want our children to enjoy the presence of God and the power of God like we've been able to enjoy, we better fight. 
You better get a fighting spirit, amen? But you know, in this Christian life, in Proverbs 28, verse 1, the Bible says, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. You know what some do instead of fighting the fight? They flee the fight. <laughs> I'll never forget. My brother-in-law had a, a preacher come up one time. and he, I mean, he was a good preacher. He just wasn't much of a physical fighter. <laughs> and my brother-in-law, he, Brother Joey, he, he went to look at this vehicle. and It looked like a used car lot. This guy had all these cars out by the road, and they were all lined up, all these nice muscle cars. And, you know, he loves that stuff, and he just wanted to go and look at these muscle cars. And so he pulled the truck over on the side of the road, and he got out, and he walked over there, and he was looking in the windows. And, boy, I mean, it was, he was in all his glory. The only problem was it wasn't a used car lot. It was a guy's driveway. And they were his prized possessions. And that guy came out of the house and he was not happy. He was upset. He was angry. And he came down there cursing and swearing. And, 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 and the brother that was with my brother-in-law had gotten out of the vehicle. But when he saw that guy coming down, you know what he did? And he got back in that car. And after finally things got settled down, Brother Joey got back in that car. He said, where did you go? He said, I felt led to pray. <laughs> you know what he did? He fled the fight. Amen. Man, I'd have been looking, uh, I've been looking around. Amen. Ding, ding. Round one. Let's go. <laughs> but you know what some Christians do? They run away. They run away whenever the fight gets on. Amen. Whenever there's confrontation, whenever there's a situation that needs to be dealt with, you know what some do? They run. Are you a runner or a fighter? You know what people do? They run out of the local church. Whenever there's a little conflict, whenever there's a little problem, there they go. Amen. Runner, not a fighter. Amen. Well, I don't want to stand before the Lord one day and him say, uh, well, uh, well, I was going to say well done, but, you know, I gave you a good fight to fight. And you ran instead of fighting. Amen. Some people just run from a fight every time. Amen. You know, I, Paul, Paul talked about a fight that he had with himself. He said, the things I would do, I do not. The things I don't want to do, that I do. And oh, wretched man that I am. But you know what? He kept fighting. And you may not win every battle, amen. Your flesh may get the better of you from time to time. But I'll tell you what, you're a coward if you don't keep fighting. The brother preached so well yesterday. It is a battle. It is difficult. Amen. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, riseth up again. Amen. You know what failure is? Failure is falling and not getting back up. Amen. Yes, we fall, but we should not fail. God has equipped us to protect us from failure. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He said his grace would be sufficient for us. He said when we were weak, he'd be strong. Amen. He said he'd work all things together for good if we loved him. Amen. We shouldn't fail. We may fall. But we shouldn't fail. And we certainly shouldn't run. Some flee the fight. You know what others do? 1 Corinthians 9.26 says, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly so fight I, not as one that beateth the... Some fake the fight. 
you know, I got excited because we've gone to the Philippines a number of times. And I, I get excited about Manny Pacquiao. And the last fight Manny Pacquiao had about Floyd Mayweather was disgraceful. And I knew what Floyd was going to do. He was going to bounce around, dance around. You know, I want to see a fight that ends in a knockout. I don't want it to go to the cards. And you know, I'm not, I haven't been in a lot of physical fights, amen. But one thing I didn't want to do was have my buddy stand around and say, well, I think you won. No, I wanted it to be definitive. Somebody needed to be on the ground, whether it was me or the other guy, amen. And we'd wrestle around for fun, you know, but we didn't know how to quit till someone got hurt. You know, there's something to be said for that. We live in such an effeminate society, amen. Nowadays, somebody gets into it at church, and they're wrestling around, it gets out of hand, and everybody gets mad and leaves the church. Man, if in our childhood, if we didn't fight a little bit, amen, we didn't have any, we didn't have a ping pong table. We arm wrestled till somebody's arm broke. We wrestled till somebody said, ha ha! Amen. You know what some people do? They fake the fight. You know, to me, that Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao fight, it was this, I was, I mean, I was, hit him, hit him, hit him! Bounce, bounce, dance, dance, nobody throwing it. Man, it was the most boring fight I ever saw in my life. Hit somebody! Please, hit somebody! Amen. You know what some Christians do? They fake it. Yeah, yeah. When are you going to throw down? When are you going to throw a punch? When are you going to actually pass out that gospel tract? Amen. When are you actually going to actually stop at somebody's house and invite them to church? Amen. When are you actually going to stand up to that co-worker who keeps damning your God? When are you actually going to have something to say, amen, about this, what they're doing in our schools and what they're doing in our... You say, well, I'm nervous to say anything. There's a lot you can say. We had a guy in our church, he made up these pins, that, you know, because it's, it's so bad. I live in a community of 900 people. It is so bad. Where we're, and this guy, he is, you want to talk about zealous, he is zealous. Sometimes it's not according to knowledge, praise God, but he is zealous. And he, you know, we go down there with scripture signs and we're holding our scripture signs. That wasn't enough for him. He built a cross. And it's, he, Dave probably knows what I'm talking about. He built a cross and he put on it, except, Europe, and I'm talking about a cross, and he put a little shoulder pad on it and a wheel on the end, and he walks around with this thing. And it says, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And I, we had some people looking at him, Pastor, are you going to let him do that? I said, yes. <laughs> Why? It's a fight magnet. It's a fight magnet. Amen. I mean, he gets more middle fingers and horn honking and, you know, why? People hate the cross. Say, well, well, you know, hey, he's not faking. Amen. And Saturday, while I'm here, he said, Annapolis Royal down where we're at, it is a very prideful community, if you get my drift. 
and uh, the farmer's market, all those hippies, all those flower children, all those homesteaders and back to naturers, they all gather up there and they hate Jesus. He said, Pastor, pray for me. I'm taking the cross to the farmer's market. I said, I will pray. <laughs> I said, who's going with you, brother? He said, I'm going alone. I said, be ready for the fight. Amen. He made this little pin in the shape of an apple, and it says, leave the kids alone. And it's got a certain flag on there, and it's got a big X mark through it. And we've all been, we got rid of 300 of them so far. And we wear those around there. And you know what? I haven't even had a negative comment yet. I've been waiting for one. I can't seem to get one. You know, everybody that's read it and sees it, they said, man, I like that. That's right. They need to leave the, there's more than you think, amen. Amen. But you know what some people, they just fake. They fake the fight. Amen. They try, and, they try and get in there with others that are involved, others that are fighting, and they just, yeah, every once in a while, they're like, yeah, amen, that's right, amen. Yeah. Yeah, as, as long as everybody, but they'll never do anything for God themselves. You know what they are? They're just beating the air. You know, there is that with praising God sometimes. You get sometimes in a good service and somebody's raising their hand and people are saying amen and all that. And you get somebody like, amen, hands waving. You know what, they're faking the fight. They don't ever do that anywhere else. Amen. But while others are doing it, they'll do it. Amen. Fakers, not fighters. Fakers, not fighters. Hypocrisy. Amen. And I'll tell you what, the people that are faking and not fighting, they're beyond miserable. Amen. You might be here tonight all dressed up in the clothes of a fighter. Amen. You might be here with all the other fighters. But in your heart, you know you're a faker. I'm telling you, it's a good fight. Get in the fight. Amen. You know what others do? 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. It says, Thou therefore endure hardness. As a good soldier of Jesus. You know what some people do? They frown on the fight. Oh, you shouldn't fight. You shouldn't fight. We should just, we should just love. Some people, some people frown on the fight, amen? Some people want compromise. They just want to get along. Amen. And they didn't realize that signing up for this Christian life was going to come with ridicule, was going to come with hardship. We're not supposed to be accepted by the world. We're accepted in the beloved. If you're accepted in the beloved, who is the Lord Jesus, you're not going to be accepted in this world. They hate your God and they hate your Lord. Oh, we just shouldn't make a scene. That's exactly what we should do. We, we had notoriety in our local little paper there when they had the pride parade in the community next to us. We decided it would be a good time to go hold signs. Not right where they were doing it, because I don't want to expose our kids to that, but right outside where they were doing it. We had a little piece in the paper. It said on July 2nd and July 9th, there was a small protest, but no violence. I was like, oh. <laughs> I 
I thought for sure, see that we took that little pin and we made a couple big signs to intermingle with the uh, scripture signs. And I thought, somebody's going to want to fight. Nobody wanted to fight. Amen. But I'll tell you what, we ought to be better fighters than what they are. Because we have a good fight. It's a pleasure, it's an honor to fight in this fight, amen? Some just, they don't want to fight. Just frown on the fight, amen? When we first start, you know signing is not real popular in communities of 900 people. They really frown on it. But you know what's really bad is when other Christians frown on it. I had a brother that goes to another church, professed to be a Bible-believing church, and said, do you really think that's the most effective way to reach the lost with the gospel? I heard one preacher say, I like the way you're, I'm doing it better than the way you're not. And so that's what I told that guy. I said, I, I'm going to bring that one. I said, I like the way we're doing it better than the way you're not doing it. Amen. You know, I don't know if it does the world any good, but it does our people a lot of good. Amen. Oh, but some will frown. Are you a frowner or a fighter? Say, oh, he's so noisy or he's so... the." Look, I have been accused of being loud my whole life. I know that's hard for you to believe, but it is true. <laughs> my hero, one of my heroes has been Rick Drummond, and I'm going to tell you something, that man changed my life. When he came through our church, I did not know you were allowed to go to church and do those things. <laughs> Amen? And, and we, after the first night, we could not believe the way he preached, and after the first night, we were begging our parents, get there early, get there early, get there early, get there early, get us on the front row. We wanted to get on the front row. Why? He might slap us. <laughs> he might punch us. He might mess up our hair. Now if you mess up a kid's hair on the front row, well, your parents probably wouldn't care too much, but man, parents get offended. Amen. But I'm telling you what, something happened in my heart when he came by. We had a good church. We were sound in doctrine, amen. People were living for God, all that kind of thing. But it just wasn't, it just wasn't real. I mean, I don't know, but I am telling you when I saw that and I heard them sing, I went to the right side of the altar at First Bible Baptist Church and I prayed and I said, God, if serving you can be like that, I will do it for the rest of my life. Amen. And you may not fight like me, and I may not fight like you, but I'm not going to frown on you, so don't frown on me. Amen. Let's just fight. Amen. Some frown. You know what some do? Some fret. Some just worry about, well, if we just do that, I, I'm just not sure if it's going to work out for us. I just don't know if we give that, if, you know. And they just fret about the fight. And we went over to the Philippines, and there's a pastor over there in a little community called Baladai. I mean, it's in the back parts of nowhere. And we went down there, and this preacher, man, he's doing a work for God. And he had a little burden in his heart to buy a piece of property to build a youth camp. It just so happened that it was just down the hill from a high school that had 700.
hundred kids. And these kids would travel for hours, one way, just to go to school. And sometimes they would just sleep in a stranger's house or do whatever they had to do to go back to school the next day because they thought their only hope was to get an education and better themselves. And this pastor got a burden in his heart for those kids. He said, I've got to buy this piece of land and we've got to put a youth camp on it. And sure enough, God burdened our hearts for it and we raised the money and helped another church buy that youth camp property, amen. And we bought that thing. And little did I know, this brother named it El Bethel Bible Camp. That was in 2014. In 2015, a lady in our community walked up to me, a Pentecostal lady, she walked up to me, she said, have you ever thought of having a youth camp? I knew her, and I I said, well, I I really hadn't thought about it too much. She said, well, we have a camp property. And she said, I'd like you to have a look at it, because I'd like you to partner with us. And I thought, that ain't happening. But I'll go look at it. So we went, we looked at it, looked around, 16 acres, beautiful lakefront, the whole front side of the lake, amen, just a beautiful property. And I went back and we told the guys, we said, look, they want a partner. She, this is what she told me. She said, we have no men and we have no money. We can't do anything with it anymore. So one brother in the church, and oh me of little faith, this brother said to me, he said, why don't we just ask her to give it to us? I said, brother, they're never going to give it to us. You know what that's worth? He said, I know what it's worth. He said, but I know God too. And he said, if he wants us to have it, he'll give it to us and we won't even have to deal with them. So we drafted up this letter. Man, I, I put out my best, you know, I was a wordsmith in that document. I mean, just... <laughs> and we sent that thing off. And about a week later, I got a phone call. She said, could you meet us? We're having a business meeting over here at such and such a place and we'd like you and... And some of the men in your church to come, she said, we'd like you to come over there for our business meeting. And we sat down at that table, and bless their hearts, those people with tears in their eyes, one at a time, she started out, she said, I, Adam McNeil, resign from the board of what was at that time the Christian Community Council of Nova Scotia, and I hereby nominate and appoint Brandon Lake to take my place all in favor. And one by one they went down the road. Every one of them resigned, put us on the board, passed us the deed, gave us the $5,000 they did have left in the bank and said, please do something for God with the property. Woo! Man, I'll tell you what, man. Amen. I mean, you could have sat there. Whoa, man. I don't know. I went there fret and fret. Just let God take care of it. Amen. Just fight on. Just fight. Amen. Stop fretting. Just fight. God will put the next thing in front of you and the next thing in front of you and the next. And just keep on fighting. Amen. Don't quit. Don't give up. Amen. Some people, some people just forget about the Amen. They get so involved in this world. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about in Luke 8, some seed that fell among the thorns that got choked out with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and brought no fruit to perfection. Amen. We better not forget we're in a fight. Let me close with this. We had a a gentleman, (laughs) I, I would say in our church, but... He built our church. 
His name was Ron Walker. Ron Walker lived a rough, rough life. Got saved late in life. But God brought his family to our church. And uh, Ron, God brought Ron there for one reason, and that was to build our church building. We had a constructed a, a pole barn to hold our camp meeting in. We had a church of 40 and had a camp meeting with 200 people coming to it. And so we needed a spot. And one night the money got raised up. I, I mean, I, I could stand here and tell you all the things God's done literally for hours. It is amazing what God has done. And it's amazing what God is, it's amazing what God is doing when you stay in the fight. Amen? And so, and so Ron came and we had this pole barn and we ran out of space. We, we, we were in a little hall that used to be a restaurant that was called the Burger Delight. And so ever after we were called Burger Baptist Church. And now I'm thinking about bringing some legitimacy back to that. I thought we could open up a burger joint again, amen, employ these kids, give them a safe place to work. I mean, we've got it all figured out. We can have the Bible Baptist Belly Buster Burger. You know, your, your free refill drink is fill my cup, Lord. We, we got it all worked out, you know, but that's where we were meeting and in just a small little spot. And we had that thing sitting there and we prayed. We went and looked at a school and looked at this. And, and then we had the brainstorm. Well, why don't we just finish this building? And God brought Ron Walker to do that. I mean, we have a lot of good men, but we never had somebody that had done something on that wise. And while all the world was panicked, over a pandemic, God was building a church. Amen. We'd get inside, about 25, 30 of us, and we'd hide out in there and lock all the doors and post a guard to make sure nobody came and hang drywall, amen, put in plumbing and do all this. And God used that man. There's not a piece of wood, I'll guarantee, in that building that he did not touch. Ron went home to be with the Lord on February 6th of this year. But some of the most precious moments I spent with that man was in the hospital in the days leading up to his passing. In those days leading up to his passing, Brother Joey and I, my brother-in-law, we got to be there. We stayed. We, we didn't even go home. We just stayed. We didn't want to miss his passing. And there was many times we just sat around the bedside and his wife was there and his son. And we'd just sit there and tell stories. And Every once in a while, you know, you'd doze off and you'd wake up and Ron would be laying in the bed with his arm up like this. And at, at the last day, the last two days, they had him on so much medication that he really didn't have his mind about him too much. Every once in a while, he'd wake up. And the only things he would say is, wow. Wow. And he'd just kind of look off and, wow. <laughs> the last thing that Ron ever said in this life is we all sat around his bed. I don't know where the strength came from. I don't know how it happened. But he'd just been laying there for over a day. And about six hours before he passed into glory, he sat up on his elbows in that bed, sat himself up, and he looked out, and he looked at me and he said, am I still fighting? I said, yes, Ron, you're still fighting. I said, but you can go home now. And his wife leaned over and she hugged him and she said, Ron, it's all right. You fought a good fight. 
go home. And six hours later, he passed into glory. Let me ask you tonight. Are you still fighting? Do you still have a fighter's heart? Or are you faking? Frowning, fretting, worried. Or are you fighting? God's looking for a fighter. It's a good fight.